I love that song. Within the echoes of that song are what it means to be human. Taking moments to reflect on where we are, reflect on the space that love encompasses within us and the world, and wondering what's next. I hope you have made space to do that this month, this first month of 2024, as we settle our hearts and minds in the space of this new year. As you all know, often during the month of January, sometimes starting with New Year's, many people take stock of their lives. We slow down and hibernate and will intentionally cultivate space to be present to what is next. I invited you to do this in December, to reflect upon the year that you had had and to move intentionally through that month. And now I continue that invitation to make space to think about what you are cultivating, what you need to let go of, and what you're hoping to bring into your life, what you're hoping to nourish and bloom within your life. Like many people, I struggle with resolutions. Anyone else? <laughs> and usually during January, it almost functions as my own Lent. I try to give up something to notice the space that it occupies in my life. This January, I gave up television and Facebook. <laughs> the, I tell you what, I'm not even paying them for their reactions. <laughs> and they've already heard this once, so bless you all, bless you all. So television and Facebook took up space in my life when I could have been doing other things, and I wanted to have more of an intentional relationship with them. This doesn't mean I'm giving up either one forever. Let me tell you, I've really missed TV. But I wanted to see what I, I would make space for if they weren't in the picture. And I started the month thinking I was gonna get all of these projects done. I was like, I've had these puzzles for years that I thought would get done. Nori's baby book. And none of those projects got done, but Instead, what I noticed was all of the little ways that I cared for my home that I wouldn't have been if I had been watching TV. I noticed the sleep I got instead of endlessly scrolling. Anyone else one of those nighttime scrollers? It's like, it's like a Pav Pavlovian response. You get in bed and you just start scrolling. I don't know why. Mark Zuckerberg. He did it. It's his fault. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, so I noticed the sleep that I got instead of endlessly scrolling, and I noticed more details in my life. New York Times writer Anna Cody's recent article titled, Stop Ignoring All the Mundane Miracles in Your Life, spoke to this noticing. She talked about being intentional about noticing things in everyday moments in her life. She began carrying a notebook and just jotting down, taking 15 minute increments in each day, noticing what was happening around her. She wrote about one weekend where her and her partner went to a cafe and each of them wrote for 15 minutes, observing what was happening. And then they compared and noticed what was different, what was the same about what they had observed, those mundane miracles in life. This is something that grounds her. She writes, there are many plausible answers to the question of what people did before smartphones. Perhaps people carried print newspapers around. 
Maybe it was more common to talk to the stranger sitting next to you, but certainly people had to take in their surroundings more. Phones with their ability to transport you to other worlds want to convince you that the one you're stuck in doesn't have anything worth paying attention to. But through my journaling, she writes, I realized something. We are shoulder to shoulder with many universes, countless lives, hopes, dreams, and fears as complicated as our own, all clustered in the same crowded shops, train cars, and sidewalks. Why ignore all that? So as we sit in this space with 11 more months of 2024 before us, we have an invitation to think about what we are ignoring, what we want to pay attention to, and what we are paying too much attention to that we want to let go of. Like Heather shared in her chalice lighting this morning around what she does at the end of each day, noting what she can forgive herself for or let go of, she lets that anchor herself and practice kindness in the midst of uncertainty. And we do these practices because to live is to embrace and get comfortable with uncertainty. We do not know how this year is going to pan out. We do know there will be joy and sorrow on personal and national levels. With the presidential election looming, maybe you, like me, have already felt like you want to turn off the news for the next however many months. Turn it off and also know what's happening, like where's that button? Fearful to see what values will be voted in. And also, as we heard in our prayer this morning, people in this congregation are also facing personal uncertainty of diagnoses, of loved ones facing illnesses, of economic instability. I know that there are many things keeping you up at night. And you as a congregation have been living in this liminal space for years now with your search for a lead minister, your current search for a music director, your resilience and love for each other has shown through. And I know that you will continue to love each other fiercely as you have been doing as we continue to live into this liminal space. We set intentions for how we wanna be, like those of our covenants that Amy spoke about in our Time for All Ages. And I know that one of the intentions you all have is to support your staff with a work-life balance. Yes? Yes. Your search committee was very clear about that. They said, we want someone who prioritizes work-life balance. We want to prevent burnout of our staff and to nurture their spirits because this pandemic was wearying for us all and it was wearying for the staff to hold it and to move through that. So you have two staff members that are due for a sabbatical, Amy Peterson and Reverend Jack Gady. Amy will be taking a six month sabbatical starting this summer and Reverend Jack will take one month of his sabbatical this summer and then the rest of it next year. These are done with the 100% blessing of the staff and your board. This is modeling care of these beloved staff members who have given so much to this congregation. This is intentionally supporting staff to take rest and to take deep care. 
And while they are gone, we will hold this place together, yes? Yes. And though things like this can cause more uncertainty, we know that with our covenants holding us, with liberating love at our core, we will move through this together and hold each other with intention while these beloved staff members take deep care. And their upcoming sabbaticals invite us to reflect on what we want to cultivate in our lives. Even if we cannot take time off, we can still be intentional about what we center, what we give our attention to. Therefore, as we face a year with no crystal ball to tell us what's going to happen in our own lives, with hopes and dreams and wishes and some fears, what is it that you hope to cultivate? And the flip side of that is, what do you hope to let go of? What's no longer serving you? So I know you have all noticed this bowl down in front of me. And so we are going to have a ritual today. We are going to go over 12 o'clock and we're gonna be okay, okay? <laughs> so I begin our ritual today with an invitation to think about what it is you want to let go of as we continue to move into this year. What is not serving you? What would you like to set down? So while you're thinking of that, there are baskets at the end of some of your pews with little red pieces of paper in them. If you could take one and pass it along, and we'll try to do this in silence if we can. And have everybody have a red piece of paper. Think about what do you want to let go of? What is no longer serving you? And if you need a red piece of paper, if you could raise your hand so that people with baskets who have the paper can pass it around. And when you know what you want to let go of, if you could write it down on your piece of paper. And then we are going to hold this space in silence and come up and burn our pieces of paper. It is wish paper, so it may fly up into the air and it may not. You can also just set it on the sand and it will still light. And in the interest of time, we'll invite this section up first and anyone in the balcony who'd like to come on down. And then we'll, and then we'll do this one to try not to have a little bit of a traffic jam. And I know that sometimes when we do things like this, it gets a little uncomfortable and then we tend to wanna to have a sidebar conversation. And if we can just hold it in silence and listen to Laura's beautiful music to allow space for people to participate in this ritual. This section can come on down now and anyone in the balcony would like to come down. And if you're watching online, you can write down on pieces of paper what you'd like to let go of and burn them at home or 
bury them in your yard. Thank you for participating in this ritual of release, in this ritual of letting go. We pray that this will make a tiny shift in your heart, in your being, in your way of moving in the world to allow space for something else. Let us not underestimate the power of naming, even when it's just naming it for ourselves. As we continue into 2024, we can name what we want to let go of and name what we are hoping to cultivate. So I received a pad of paper for Christmas where each paper says, today I'm grateful for, and it has four numbers on it. I try to fill it out every night and place it in a jar to be read next New Year's. I am intentionally cultivating gratitude this year. And so now I invite you to think about what you want to cultivate this year. Think about what you would like to nurture and grow. And we are going to pass around different paper that is not meant to be burned. I mean, I guess you could, it's still paper, but ideally not meant to be burned that has flower seeds in it. And I invite you to write on it. And if someone could run some up to the balcony, please, that would be great. Yep, oh, Becky, or someone's on their way up, sorry. <laughs> Julie's on her way up, thank you, Julie. And so I invite you to think about what you would like to cultivate in this new year. What is it you want to nurture and grow? What do you want to make space for in your life? And so for people watching online, I invite you to write this on a different piece of paper. Maybe only it's only a word, or maybe it's a way of being in the world. Maybe it's a feeling or an action. And this is just for you. So you're invited to take this paper, which has flower seeds in it, to take it and place it somewhere prominent in your house. Maybe tape it to your bathroom mirror, or your fridge, or somewhere you will look upon daily to remind yourself of this intention and I really invite you to write this intention now, because if you just hold on to the paper, you're going to put it in your pocket or your purse and then say, oh, I'll do that later. And then later you'll see that paper and go, what was I supposed to do with that? So to write your intention down on this paper. Does anyone want to toss out what some of your intentions are for this new year? What would you like to cultivate? Listening, community, creativity, more time in nature, calmness, self-love and acceptance, yes. More smiles. There you go, more joy, more laughter. So please write down your intention of what you'd like to cultivate this year on that paper. And when the time feels right, when the ground has warmed beneath our feet, not next week, that's just a toy warming. It's not like a real warming. I mean, it is global warming. But when it's time to plant things, 
Take it outside and plant it somewhere, or maybe plant it in a pot in your house. See what will bloom in your own life. As we wrap up this month, this theme of liberating love, the practice of accountability, I hope for you to find that liberating love in your life, that by setting intentions for what is no longer serving you and what you want to cultivate, you make space for a little more of that love that frees us to be as authentic as possible with ourselves and with each other. As Heather shared so bravely in her call to worship this morning, we all come to this place with different expectations and different things that are pulling at us. And for some of us, just coming and sitting in these pews is enough. And for others, you may be hungry for something more. But what I want to point out today, what I want to close this service with, for you to remember that you did not do these rituals alone, you did it in community. In community held by covenant. This community can help hold you with whatever comes this year, can bear witness to what is no longer serving you, can help you to be accountable, to practice that accountability with what you would like to cultivate. This community is here because you are here and you matter. Whether you are zooming in or whether you are here in the pews, whether this is your first time here, if it is, welcome. We don't always burn things, but today we did. <laughs> or whether you are a longtime member, you matter. The ways that you show up to this community matter and we need you. You are held in this larger community. And my hope for you in the fundamental loneliness of being that for this hour in this place, that for this time together, you felt a little less alone. You felt a little more connected and you take that with you out into the world. You are beloved and you are welcome here. May you fall madly in love with life this year. May you support each other with what you hope to cultivate and with what you hope to let go of. May liberating love be within your heart and within this community. Amen? Amen. And maybe just call someone and tell them that you love them. <laughs>